Welcome back to the Beyond Macros podcast. We are the Sustainable Transformation Nutrition Coaches, and our show will teach you how to get leaner and perform better in a way that lasts with shows about nutrition, recovery, and the all-important art of inner work. With the CrossFit open in full swing, the OCR season about to start, and summer on the horizon, we know this is a time when you might be considering a nutrition coach. And we have a number of different coaching options for every experience level, whether you've never focused on your nutrition before or you're already a macro master. But don't take my word for it. This is what Alex had to say about her experience with Beyond Macros coaching. Before I started Beyond Macros, um, I ate very clean and was very conscious of my diet. However, I know for how much I train and also I'm on my feet all day for work, I'm a nurse, so I definitely wasn't hitting the right carbs for what I do. And um, I know it's very much of a girl thing, but I wanted some advice and really wanted to learn more um, about my health and what I could do with my body. Beyond Macros really helped me reach my target macros, look at where I needed to add things, decrease things. It also really helped me hone in my portion sizes, which I often did go over at times. And it's really just given me an overall whole new way of looking at things. And I'm just something I'm going to incorporate into my life forever now. Um, I've received so many comments since I started counting my macros properly from friends and family, just noticed a difference in my body. My strength has gotten better, my training's gotten better. I feel, yeah, toned and feel happy with what I see in the mirror. I'm sleeping better, which was also a big issue. So, yeah, it's really something that's just changed my life for the better. Thanks, Matt. Today's guest is Aaron Alexander, host of the Align podcast and one of my favorite follows on Instagram because of his way of communicating a back-to-basics approach to health. We had a far-reaching conversation, but today's show is going to be all about the most effective mobility tool everybody has, but few people use, the floor. And we recorded this podcast on Aaron's roof, sitting on the floor, out in the sun. So please excuse any helicopters that make a guest appearance. There's a few cultures specifically that have significantly less incidence of osteoarthritis. Um, So throughout Northern Africa, throughout the Eastern Mediterranean, throughout Southeast Asia, there's like minimal incidence of osteoarthritis around the hip, um, quite low in the knees as well, um, compared to the United States or like most all Western cultures, we're like, are the inventors of, of, um, hip replacement, you know, knee replacement and all that stuff. Um, you know, and so these cultures, what they're consistently doing, one, they're eating like a lot of olive oil throughout Eastern Mediterranean and Northern Africa and such, which probably has pretty significant impact on joint function, um, amongst other things. Probably have like relationships and community and all that stuff that affects you huge on a cellular level. So there's a lot of different variables there. And they're spending a lot more time mobilizing their hips and their knees. So like right now you're moving, that's dope. It's not like, oh shit, this sucks because, you know, we're not just stuck in the same hunched over position because it's so comfortable. It's like, no, this is great. We're like up here kind of exercising, mobilizing, massaging ourselves as we're just sitting here having a conversation and our shirts are off and we're exposed to the sun. You know, like that's it. You can stack all of these variables so that your whole life becomes health inducing. And one of the big ones is just whatever you're doing around the house, add the layer of spending time on the ground and now you're at a yoga class. So any of the bullshit that you were doing, you were looking at Instagram or Facebook or, you know, maybe reading a book, maybe less bullshit. 
um, you're also at a yoga class. Yeah. You know, so it's like you're, you're always kind of winning if you're spending time on the ground. Aaron compared the hip healthy floor cultures to some extreme examples to highlight how modern culture might be causing some of the movement and pain related issues that are so prevalent today. So the guy, Amar Bharati, he was, um, a sadhu dude in India and he put his arm up, his right arm as a means of, um, it was like a, a salute, not a salute. He was praising Shiva. Um, and so he put it, he put his arm up as a, a gesture to Shiva and had it up for, it's been over 40 years now. I think the guy's still alive. Um, I never met him. I just saw the pictures. Um, but yeah, so he had his arm up there and for after time of not moving that, all the tissues start to become agglutinated or like glued stuck together and you know just all this it just becomes fibrous gristle beef jerky bony-esque tissue you know and it's like we see that we're like oh fuck crazy like that's insane that any person would it's impossible I can't believe that you know that you'd let your body do that but if you look at the range of motion that we access as a modern culture, um, you know, and I, I get to work with people doing like body work and stuff. So I get like my hands on people's tissues and you can feel there's a lot of parts in specific areas, oftentimes around like thoracic spine is a big area, um, front of the shoulder and like just all this, you know, that rolled forward position in those places that are chronically contracted, stuck forward. Um, they get not to the same degree as Marbarati, um, but not that far off. Like I think we have little, micro amarbarati points throughout our body you know so if you don't go through a range of motion in your physical structure then you'll end up kind of closing up in that range of motion but as a kid you could do it like you could squat as a kid for sure you know you have little squatting facets these little like little uh almost like you say like sliding plate surface kind of thing around your um the bottom of your tibia so for fancier people, it's the anterior distal um, edge of the, the tibia. There's these little like this little like plate area for your ankle to be able to actually go through a full range of motion to go into a deep barefoot squat. Yeah, it was there, you know, but you just marbaratied yourself yeah. into losing that range of motion. So we see I posted a thing today about like foot binding and stuff, you know, and so we see these these far reaching end of the spectrum incidences with people where it's like, Oh my God, I can't believe they bound their feet. It's like, bitch, if you close your feet up in a shoe that doesn't allow your feet to completely open and expand, you're binding your fucking feet. <laughs> you know, like, like if you're taking away the potential range of motion of your, that your body naturally would, had you been butt naked running around the jungle, then you're binding. Yeah. You know, so we can live in a modern culture and not bind. We just need to make more conscious decisions because modern culture doesn't give a shit about whether you're binding or not. They care whether you're going to buy their shit. You know, so you need to say, okay, well, everything is not for me. I come from a family where on my dad's side, out of 12 siblings, over half have had a double hip replacement. I look like a carbon copy of my dad, who is one of those half, so I know that if I'm not diligent about taking care of my hips, I will suffer the same fate, because this chair-abundant world has been marbaradying my hips for decades. And that is one of the reasons I have such an affinity for the floor culture movement that Aaron has been championing. The key to keeping up with this practice is to set up your environment for it. So something that people trip out on is like Katie Bowman is someone that's done a good job with kind of like uh, bringing some ideas of augmenting the shape of your house to 
and how that affects the shape of your body. And sometimes people end up thinking like, okay, that means I need to get rid of the couch and get rid of like all this stuff that ends up leading to maybe making a lot of modern people feel very uncomfortable. Um, but it's really, it's not about the, the, the tool, it's about how you use it. So the couch, if you're using it, you can use like Kelly Starr has like the, the couch stretch thing where he puts his ankle up on the side of the couch or you can do it on a wall or whatever. Um, you know, and now all of a sudden you're doing like a, a hip and quad mobility exercise on the side of the couch. Yeah. You can use the edge of the couch to open up your thoracic spine and use it almost like a foam roller. When you're sitting on the couch itself, you can be in that, be in it in like a cross leg position or be in a position that's like opening up your T-spine and doing all the stuff that you'd be paying for some self-care program to do anyway. It's just about having the intelligence of how you use the couch itself. I've realized sitting tools like chairs and ottomans actually make great desks when you sit on the floor. So that's another thing is couches and ottomans and all that stuff act as perfect height. At some point, there'll be like an, a proper industry around this. Right now, it's, it's not. Um, but they're the perfect height as a floor sitting desk. Yeah. You know, so any chair, it's like, well, how do I sit? It's like, dude, you get a cushion or a pillow or a yoga block or anything. And then any of the stuff that you already have around your house, being the chairs, the couches and all that stuff are the perfect height to put your, your laptop up on. You're off to the races. It's just being like, you know, having some imagination with your environment. Aaron has a great blog post about the different positions you can move through on the floor while doing work, watching TV, or using your phone, which I will link up to in the show notes at beyondmacros.com slash 70. Here's Aaron back to explain some of the positions he recommends and why. Like I said, I have a whole blog that goes through like different sequences that I'll go with people. So starting off cross leg position, 990 position. Then you do like hamstring stretch, like legs out straddle position. Then you go kneeling position. Then you go kneeling with your toes stacked up. So you're working it through like plantar fascia and toe hinge and all that stuff. Then you go into laying on your belly and going the inverse of what most people are, are in this hunched over position all the time. There's nothing wrong with this position. It's just that we're doing it all the time. Yeah. That's a big thing. It's not like, you know, any, we're, we're trying to like villainize any position throughout your body. Like that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's not villainizing any one specific position. That would be super narrow minded. Um, it's just, um, realizing that your body needs a full, you know, it's like eating food. You know, you want to be able to eat all the different colors of the vegetables and include some bone broth in there and include some like all the different parts. You'll probably be pretty healthy at that point. Um, with movement, it's the same thing. You don't want to just eat because you got this new exercise machine or whatever. You just, all you eat is that exercise machine. Yeah. You know, you need to take your body through the full range of motion. So that hunched over position, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that we do it all the time. Um, so laying on your belly in like a sphinx pose in yoga. So your elbows are, are, um, you know, connect with the ground, your hands could be, I mean, you could probably like, like look up a picture of the Sphinx in Egypt and just do that. Um, you know, and as you're doing that, you're elongating through your neck. You can focus that, uh, your stretch into like thoracic spine a little bit more. Um, you could throw a support, like throw a cushion underneath your hips to support your lumbar spine. Oftentimes people go into hyperlordosis. Um, I always do quotations when I, when I say like, like words that I think someone might not necessarily understand. I don't know why I do that. There's no reason for me to put quotations. It's a real word, hyperlordosis. So you, yeah, <laughs> right. So, anyways, so keep yourself putting that 
excessive stress around the lumbar spine. So you throw a little cushion underneath your hips and then ba-boom, your spine's more of in a neutral position and you're starting to open up through that T-spine as opposed to collapsing over. And then you go side-lying, you know, so now you're doing like a half-moon pose in yoga, just yeah. lying on the ground. Half-moon's when you're standing up. But, you know, we can work through, so literally it's like you're going through and just checking in joint by joint as you're doing all the work that you would have been doing anyway. Yeah. It's a huge deal. You know, people start, as people start to do that, and there are, you know, people are, it's the minority for sure, um, but as that starts to catch on more, it'll have, you know, billions of dollars of impact on the healthcare system. Now, so when you're sitting on the floor, this has been naturally ingrained into our systems throughout millennia, I would say, um, to be like a healing time for our bodies. You know, so as you're sitting on the ground there, just that natural inclination to want to rotate the hips a little bit, maybe lay on your side, maybe lay on your belly, maybe lay on your back. Yeah. That combination really acts as like a full, it's like a bodywork session, like literally. You might be wondering where standing fits into this conversation. After all, Kelly Starrett made a big push a few years back for getting standing desks into schools. Recent research also showed intermittently standing every 15 minutes after a meal dropped blood sugar or blood glucose faster than walking. And if sitting is the new smoking and standing is the new kale... How is sitting on the floor any different? So the standing desk is another range of motion, just like sitting. Um, what's different about sitting on the ground? And I'm not like selling the ground. Oh yeah. You know, I'm not like I don't. I'm, I make no money from people spending time <laughs> on the ground. Like I don't have a, you know, a dog in the race, other than that I know that's super helpful for people. Yeah. Um, you know, but the standing desk, there is a lot of money to be made in that. Um, because, you know, you can get a hydraulic desk for, like, lots of thousands of dollars or whatever. Um, nothing wrong with that. It's awesome. It's great. Um, and standing, one, Tadasana, mountain pose. Like, that's a proper yoga position as well. Um, so, as you're standing, be aware of how you're standing. Um, but the other thing is we're not meant to just stand in place, you know, like the, what are the, the like the soldiers and wherever British soldiers, the guys that stand in place all day, there's a name for it. But if you stand for too long, sometimes they literally just like pass out because too much blood's pulled up in their legs or braids. Like, dude, you can't do this anymore. Like we need to get down on the ground. <laughs> we need the ground. <laughs> um, you don't pass out from sitting in, you know, on the ground. It just doesn't happen. You know, you're, you're closing that you're, making the circuit closer between your, your lower body and your heart. Standing in the same position all day long, that's not that much different than sitting in the same position all day long. Yeah. Standing, you're going to be metabolically a little bit more effective. You know, you're going to be burning more calories and such, like quite a bit. Um, but it's still a sedentary position. Uh, what I like about spending time on the ground is it's 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 inherently not sedentary. Like since we've been up here, both of us have changed positions probably 13 times. Yeah. Um, versus if we had just been standing in place, we might have like kicked our legs a couple times or whatever. We'd like wanting to move, but we wouldn't really be able to because we we're just standing in place. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's the thing is just recognizing that because you're standing, you didn't like save any babies or anything. Like you're just in another sedentary position. Yeah. That's not the end of the story. What the end of the story is, is just having continual movement throughout the day yeah. and being able to sit in stillness as well. That's a really big deal. Aaron put this continual movement through the day in terms of being financially in the black and how that is of benefit. 
If you're spending your day doing the things that your body needs to do, um, then you could go to a movie and hunch over a seat. You could get in a rocket ship and, you know, be stuck in zero gravity for a while, but you have enough. I mean, that's a ridiculous analogy, but you have, you have enough of like a, like a, a cellular cushion, you know, you've built up enough and you, you're in, you're in the, what do they call it? In the in the black when you have money yeah. you're not in the red yeah. you're in the black enough that you can like spend the credit card yeah. right but the thing is most of us are in this huge cellular debt because we're just stuck in these hunch over positions all day and then we're being blasted by electromagnetic frequencies and the cell phone and then you know we're just like we're out of the sun all day long you know and we're wearing clothes that probably have some artificial dye bullshit made from some children that you know God knows what the story with that was you know we're just inundated with a lot of stuff that's all a credit credit, credit, you know, so I'd recommend doing exactly what we're doing right now and just take your shoes off, take your shirt off, sit on the ground someplace, ideally around like some trees because they clean the air and release phytoncides and all these things that help with your immune system function and just make you a happier, more vibrant person. And then go fucking sit on a couch. (laughs) The couch is only a problem because you were sitting on your leather fancy workers chair throughout the day hunched over in that position staring in your computer now and then you get in your car and you're sitting in that same position and the way that you arrived to that position was by getting in your car and getting to work and then your bed's raised up off the ground you know three feet or whatever it is so now you're taking away all that that beautiful potential hip function that you would have had you needed to get to the ground to go to sleep like most of the world um that's the problem but if you start adding in that range of motion on a regular basis you can you you know you're in the black yeah (laughs) spend that money for aaron in addition to spending time on the ground to work read and record podcasts with me he also suggests doing a morning movement check-in you know i think that the morning time for me personally that's like a great check-in to see how well i'm doing as well like looking at functional range of motion of all the joints in my body um where are they at you know how's my toe hinge how's my ankle hinge how's my my knee function and my hip and extension and medial rotation external rotation you know all the flexions and extensions of the spine rotations all the shoulders and the fingers and the neck you know your eyes and your facial muscles your mandible like go in and look and what's happening in all these different parts um so i think yoga is really good for that yeah. You know, yoga, you're like, that's what you do you, for an hour or whatever. You go in, you just like look at your parts. For some people, it's just like a sweaty, sweat, sweaty, sweaty, like stretch class type thing, which that's fine. Um, but it, it is a really great opportunity to literally just go in and like audit your body. Yeah. So that's my big thing is, is, and for the most part, if you do have good full functional range of motion through all the parts of your body, it's probably an indication that you're healthy. One final and fascinating turn the conversation took was a link Aaron sees between the depressed positions we put our bodies in and the prevalence of emotional depression. I find it super interesting, one, that the modern mold, movement mold that we live in forms us into a, a position of depression. Like literally depression means like go down, you know, we're hunching down, hunching over, spines hunching over, shoulders rolling forward, necks jutting forward to compensate for the, it's called upper cross syndrome for that, that roll forward the spine. Um, you know, and then that's tie. There's been studies in like Harvard and probably other places too, um, where they measured, they did saliva samples of people being in a hunched over position for just a couple minutes and they saw testosterone levels decreasing from that again. It's a labile, you know, so it's like over 50% of studies so says 
a, uh, a, a, a article in the Lancet that you might have heard of are like, they're not really constructed well enough to really truly buy it, but whatever. I, I think this one's got something to it. Um, you know, so as you're hunching over for that position, they found testosterone levels to uh, decrease. They found stress hormones like cortisol to, de- to increase. And then the inverse happens when you go into an upright position. Yeah. You know, and you're like, wow, I feel happy. You know, and I'm like, well, f- of course. You know, like that's been evolutionarily tied into your system. That's an integrated pattern for since you've been, you know, or your ancestors have been of like, I'm up. It means I'm winning. Yeah. I feel great. You know, as I hunch over, it means I'm sad. There's nothing wrong with either of those positions. Both of them are a really important part of the human experience. Um, it just so happens that the modern mold, movement mold that we live in, is such that it forms us into that one specific position, which is hunched over and like depressed. And then depression is the number one leading cause of disability worldwide. So if you want to start using the floor as a tool to improve the health of your joints as well as your mood, check out the show notes at beyondmacros.com slash 70, where I will link up Aaron's blog post about positions you can move through on the floor. If you enjoyed this episode, I highly recommend following at Align Podcast on Instagram. Aaron also has a great podcast by the same name, The Align Podcast, and he also has a book in the pipeline, which I'm quite excited about. You can also make a huge difference in someone's life by sharing this episode with them. If they're like me, you might save them from a hip replacement. You can message someone the episode link directly from your podcast player. Or if you can't think of anyone to send it to, snap a screenshot of your podcast player and share it with your insights and Beyond Macros tagged on social media. I'll give you a shout out and that will open up a conversation between us. And a final reminder that if you're looking for coaching, you can set up an initial call and learn more at beyondmacros.com slash services. We've had to create a waitlist every year by the end of March. So set your initial call up now before our coaches run out of space. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. <laughs>